Can y'all hear me? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. microphone. Microphone. Yeah. I'm good. Julio just tested. <clears throat> Test. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everything good. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, we all good to go? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome back to Triple Coverage, the podcast for all things NFL. The last time we were recording, we left you at week 13 of the NFL schedule. (laughs) Now we're about to play the conference championship game. So um, let's just say we have a lot to recap and catch up on. But I'm your host, Eddie Sun. As always, we got Reagan Griffin Jr. We got Julio Martinez. And we got uh, a newcomer to the studio. Cameron Lewis. Welcome to the Square One family, man. Welcome to the family. The podcast family. Uh, We also want to shout out Michelle. We're not forgetting about Michelle. She's just busy this semester. Uh, And also, we appreciate her for designing our podcast um, graphics and our covers and all that. She's still very much involved. And uh, make sure to go check this podcast out along with our Hoop podcast called Hoop and Holler. You can go online on Square One Media on Medium and see all of our written work. And, and and you NFL fans, there's a new podcast coming out um, called On the Clock. It's going to cover uh, all things NFL draft. I'm doing it with Cam here. Um, both really big, you know, into the concept of team building and how to, you know, construct a competitive roster. So, you know, be sure to be on the lookout for that if you're into the uh, I'm talking to the camera. The camera's not working. Uh, <laughs> uh, be sure to look into that if you're a fan of, you know, draft, college football, NFL football, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely check that out. So um, on today's episode, we'll go over the uh, wild card round, the wild card round, and the divisional round games in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, uh, the 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 things that surprised us and maybe didn't surprise us. Uh, Luke Keekley, all that, the coaching hires, and then the things, the game, the championship games this weekend, mm-hmm. and our predictions and how we see that playing out. So. Let, let's start with the um actually how about this let's just group all the game all the playoff games that have happened already <clears throat> can i start and let's just talk about it why they do my quarterback like that man well I why mean, would they do my quarterback like that i mean the game plan was obviously to get ahead fast and you're probably not gonna run the ball a whole lot when you're ahead by a lot i'm talking about my my carson wentz oh i'm, talking, <laughs> carson I'm, thinking, wentz. I'm thinking lamar jackson no, 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 no. you're the lamar biggest jackson, lamar jackson we'll, we'll, we'll get to that too oh, but oh. carson wentz okay. that's my quarterback well, uh, but, but here's my thing like you picked the eagles to win right I actually did, yeah. See, and th- that's my problem because this whole season we've been talking about how like their locker room problems and all that. And I can understand with you because Reagan, I'm saying, I'm pointing at mm-hmm. because you're the Eagles fan. But you, Eddie, what we, we've been criticizing the Eagles all season. How all right. are you going to pick pick them over Russell? Well, Wilson? Well, here's what I see: like uh, the team around Russell Wilson was, you know, the skeleton of Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Oh, because Travis was it because the cause, was it because the running backs were hurt? Yeah, I mean it's because like the whole team was just banged up. Yeah, and then like the Eagles like had that like I felt like the vibe. You know, we you were know? hot going into the yeah. playoffs, which is always yeah. that's why Tennessee is where they're at. They were yeah. hot going into the playoffs, I but you know. That. All that streak that you build up comes to a screeching halt when Jadavion Clowney thrusts his entire okay. body into <laughs> th- that. You know that was dirty, man. That was dirty. They didn't even find him for that. He don't even get a fine. All the BS the NFL has fined all throughout this year. Don't even get a fine. fine. But James Harrison was talking about this. When a quarterback runs... That They're told me you get to get hit in the head. He was still in the air. Why don't bro, run out of slide? Enti- learn how to slide. Don't hit <laughs> my quarterback in the head, man. Come learn, on. Learn how to we would have won that game. Why is he diving? We would have won that. Why, Why is he okay, diving? Bro, it don't matter. Well, it don't not, matter. You're supposed to protect 
any NFL player. So just out find there. anyone who gets hurt. I mean, find anyone who comes from like, your yeah. head like that. That man was clearly going down. Jadavion was running. All of a sudden, he just takes a dip into Carson that's Wentz's head. That's what football is. That's not football. I ain't never. I played football since I was five years old. I ain't never done nothing like that. That ain't football, man. That's dirty. It's cheap <laughs> and it doesn't belong in the game. They did my quarterback so wrong. And on top of all that, we only lost by eight points with a backup forty-year-old Josh McCown I mean, who tore his hamstring. I mean, he tore his hamstring. It was I mean, ripped off the bone. I mean, I mean, y- y'all <laughs> lost to the Seahawks. Y'all lost to Russell Wilson in the regular season. And yeah. That, yeah. Okay, you can't tell me that wasn't a better team that you played that time. And oh, it was just so. I, I, I it was unfathomable, man. I'm That's watching fine. it with my mom, and I'm like, no one's just gonna say anything about how they just like it. Let that have been Brady or Rodgers or Uh-oh. Breeze Uh-oh. or any other quarterback Uh-oh. with the you know elite clout. Where's my uh, respect? I don't, I don't Where's the respect for my dude? Deserve an elite clout anymore, but we'll get to that. Hey, <laughs> we'll get to that later. That was ridiculous. <laughs> but ridiculous. Um, what other game do we want to mention? Hey, I mean, you, you uh, I mean we got Cam here. Okay, y'all, we'll, we'll get to that. You still wanted to? Oh, okay, go, oh, go I ahead. picked Seattle just based off the strength of Russell Wilson. I know, like you said, they were yeah, banged up. It's just Russell Wilson and the Eagles. The Eagles were hot, but yeah. Seattle. Seattle was the better I team. I picked my Eagles because of my quarterback. And, you know, y'all had a really good game plan going in, man. I I told my mom, like, if you take out their starting quarterback in the first quarter, chances are you'll probably win the game. Like, that's a pretty good game plan. I mean, we won the game with your healthy quarterback in the regular season. (laughs) Wait, so are you Seattle? Are are you on Seattle? I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I'm I'm just trying to get this clear. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. You must be a fan of, like, just straight head hunting. Head hunting like that guy. The man just said he's a Russell Wilson fan. Man. Man. Russell Wilson he didn't say anything about Clowney. So you, so you don't. Even, there's no. There's nothing inside. He's like, man, that might have been a little dirty. No, you're crazy. Really, you're crazy. Slide. That, okay, that just because <laughs> I don't slide doesn't mean that no, I get to get hit in the head. That's like true, if man. you go, if you go, if he got hit in the body and he broke a rib, fine, we can have that discussion. But his head, he gunned straight for his head. Come on, man. I don't know if I would call it dirty. I would. I don't. Anyways. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> man. I mean, you also want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we'll yeah let's just, talk about just, his other quarterback. Just to keep this let, energy let, let, Yeah, let's yeah. talk about his other quarterback. On a roll, man. That Tennessee mm-hmm. game. Okay. Um, okay, okay. The loss is not all on him. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. I we thought saw he played very well. We saw a bunch of... No, not as great as he was no, in the regular season. No, not very well. But he played. I think he played well. No, 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 as, no, as well he, as you could have asked him in that situation. But this is where stats lie. What, what do you have in total yards? Five three hundred fifty-one. No, he had like yards. Five, oh, okay. Yeah, five hundred like plus. Yeah, and then yeah, he had twenty-four, right, forty-three. Right. On the but you tell me going into okay, the game, there, he gets those numbers. Yeah, there was a few good. drops. I understand, but he threw some duds. I'm not gonna. He threw duds because here's a bunch of those balls were like what Tennessee did, right? They were able to take away where Lamar Jackson's most comfortable throwing, where which he is thrives down the middle of the field to his yeah. tight ends. They made him throw to the perimeters to of the, the field, perimeter. right. to his receivers, Outside which the, is not really lot. his yeah. forte. But ultimately, what happened? You you mentioned it when you thought I was talking about my quarterback being Lamar Jackson was that <laughs> they got ahead. They got and ahead early, and you the can't be running Baltimore, the football. Baltimore is yeah. not built to come back. They're nope. built to get ahead and stay ahead. Yep. Um, and that that's really kind of how Tennessee's built too, is to get ahead and stay ahead. Ultimately, they were Note the team the that clock. got ahead first, and they stayed mm-hmm. ahead. That I mean, it, I I don't uh, looking at it. I wouldn't have given him an A game. It wasn't like he played exceptionally, but it was it, it was a B game for me for Lamar Jackson. I don't think it, he went out there and laid an egg, and that's kind of the narrative but that's that, being perpetuated no, no, no. right now. I, I know, but. 
uh, even even if it's not true with all the media saying, but that's that is going to be a stigma that follows his career. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I now mean, consecutive twice now. years where I mean, last year he didn't have an MVP season, obviously, but you take a dip in the playoffs. Like, it's like like I mean, it's too and, soon. It's too no, no, soon I know to it's too soon, but I'm just saying that stigma will, it yeah. will be attached to him. And another and losing bowl games and college like that was my thing, biggest though, thing it, watching the game. I I just knew that the media like it, it, and it's interesting because the 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 stigma about Lamar Jackson before he answered he ever played a, game, a down at NFL football can't he even play quarterback now yeah, what's, is he can, incapable of playing in the playoffs like now no one is going to question and that's why you know this season although it ended sourly for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens it was great because he'll ultimately win the MVP and it answered any questions any doubts that anyone might have about Lamar Jackson the quarterback yeah. or any running quarterback in general that it, it, it can be done and we've seen it now the playoff thing that's a question yeah and it, but no and it won't matter what he does in the regular season yeah next yeah, year it, it won't it'll, matter it'll, because all the questions it'll, are gonna it'll be. be equitable like James Harden like it'll, it'll be something yeah. like that so yeah. but um it's um like you guys said Baltimore is built you know to get ahead stay ahead but um like you said I wouldn't give him an A grade or anything probably a B but um, I just think the beginning of the game could have went different if oh, yeah. Mark Ingram was actually 100% healthy. Mm, mm-hmm. Like I felt like the game could have been balanced out. Yeah. Because Tennessee got ahead, and you know how Tennessee plays. Yeah. They run you down. And I just felt like that could have really balanced the game. I but think that's a big thing. This is, this is where it becomes silly to me. Like, who would you rather move your franchise or build your franchise around with? Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Like, oh, why are, exactly. Why Easily. are people throwing out those questions, though? It's like, I mean, mm. obviously you're always going it's to... It's Patrick Mahomes. We saw him. Mm. Is Who's built to come back more? It's not a question. It's funny. I, I get what you're saying because I think people got so... Enamored by the yeah, Lamar, exactly. Yeah. Like, slow. Like, yeah, yeah. Pat I mean, Mahomes is the best. Like, it, for the best me, it, was, it wasn't a question of who's better between Lamar or like it was just the question of people really did not think you were capable of building a good football team around a guy like Lamar Jackson yeah. which annoyed me because yeah. you can and it's been that. done before and now we're seeing it done again yeah. um, between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson like Patrick Mahomes is such a special talent that it, I'm really sure like you can't really put him on anyone's level right now he might be in a tier of his own at this point yeah he's the best QB but it Easily. like it, there's just even the fact that and that's what bothered me and that's why I, I love Lamar Jackson is just because you know people really genuinely didn't think that he could be an NFL quarterback mm. which was you know it, it was ridiculous yeah. considering everything that we'd seen from him up to that point yeah like the difference between a guy like Johnny Manziel Johnny Manziel got drafted earlier than Lamar Jackson Explain that. And I love Manziel, but no I mean, there was just like, no, there, there's no certain, explanation. yeah, the, the, there's, it's not justifiable to me. So it, it, I'm glad that he knocked down some stigmas this year. That was the important thing for me. Before we get to another game, can we just give like a lot of credit to Tennessee? Of and, course. And, oh, and yeah. Derek we'll we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about the um the, the, the upcoming games. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're, right. they're, I, was, I thought you wanted to address that, right? Because yeah. now that's your team. You know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, apparently everyone from Memphis has turned into a Tennessee Titans fan. I see y'all. Y'all not Titans fans. Yeah. Some of y'all are, but not that many. Come on yeah. now. But should we address the other team that got upset <clears throat> in the playoffs too? The Houston. Cam. Ooh, no. no. Texans? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. This <laughs> I thought you were like, talking about the Texans. No, 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 no. That was no, an upset, no. too. I mean... Oh, not, no, not, no, not, not like, the result 
in game, you're up 24. That's an upset. Yeah. But I, I, like, since since yeah. we're talking about wild card games, I think it's yeah. fair to address okay. the, the, the Saints in the room, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I mean, yeah. And, this and, is going to be a complete 360 <laughs> from Reagan's rant about his team. Um, Where should I start? <laughs> Three um, years in a row being exited on your show, man. final play. <laughs> man, um, I just felt like everything that the Saints knew that they needed coming into this season bit them in the butt when it mattered most. Like yeah. they need, we need a number two receiver. We didn't have that. Michael Thomas had a great game. I think he had like ten for seventy or like seven for seventy, something like that. Yeah, like eight. Yeah, yeah, but like Kamara just couldn't. Um, he couldn't get the, get the run game going. I mean, he closed the season. They missed Ingram. They, they missed Ingram. They do. I mean, Kamara all year really hadn't been able to get it going. Yeah, he couldn't. He had, like, good games, like, the last three weeks of the season. But um, you can't <laughs> deny Minnesota's pass rush. Um, mm-hmm. They played well. They bought Minnesota's overall talent in general. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like, and this is going to probably be a hot take, but um, at the end of that game, full quarter, well, really, once Taysom got on that run, Sean Payton should have took Drew Brees out. My, mm. oh. And that's where the offseason question lingers. Now, for who, though? Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill? Taysom Both. Hill. Really? Ooh. Taysom Hill. Mm. That's interesting. And I thought the entire criticism was Taysom Hill became too much of, like, a toy that Sean Payton became too enamored with. You know, it was like, he's, like, fancy and all, yeah. you know, but, like... now, But it wasn't like, like we were watching plays where they tried to do stuff with Taysom Hill that failed. Everything that they tried to do with Taysom Hill, like, worked. really okay. worked for the most part. Okay, but what, like, this is what I want to get to. What are you guys doing in the offseason? If I'm the Saints? Um, so, I would let Drew Brees, and this is really not... Go? Good. I would let him go. Okay. But my only thing is I know they're going to bring him back and for anybody that has an argument for keeping him if he leaves or retires he leaves 21 million dollars in dead space on the book so mm-hmm. for that you might as well just and wait are you are you making your full-time starting quarterback Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater or a combination of the two or then two got to learn right yeah or um, someone else draft whether it's draft or Jameis went like that I think Tua and, you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert will all be going by the time we draft. Yeah. If Jordan Love's there, I understand that pick. But just between Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom, I would give Bridgewater a chance. But I will say this, and we'll get to the other game. Um, Taysom Hill isn't the best passer. He has a strong arm, I will say that. But the Buffalo and Houston game, I think that Taysom Hill can do... He, I think he can no what Josh, Josh Allen, Allen yeah I, I, I can see him doing that especially with an offensive mastermind like Sean Payton so I mean it's really interesting to see where they go um, I hope they don't wait until like the day before free agency to have a lot of dress because like I said that messes with the salary but you would do a combination of the two mostly Bridgewater yeah I think so, like do you you asked me you say who what what's my plan yeah priority number one first and foremost, is making sure that I have Teddy Bridgewater. That's it. I cannot let him walk if I'm the Saints. Then I... He's going to get paid a lot. Yeah, and then I examine whether I want what I want to do with Drew Brees, but regardless of whether or not I have Drew Brees, I need Teddy Bridgewater because Drew Brees is, what, 38 now? I mean, you pay... No, he's 41. He's like 41? I think he made 41 or 42. So, like, even with his age, you know he can't do it forever. Yeah, but you pay... But what you're saying, if you pay Breeze and Bridgewater, 
like your salary cap. Your salary. I'm sorry, but your salary cap. Because, yeah, your salary cap. Yeah. But mm, I don't know. It, oh, it's you. You. You have to decide if you're gonna play Bridgewater. You gotta. Also, you gotta move on. This should be noted. Taysom Hills are a restricted free agent, so he has to be paid as well. Okay. Mm. So now that I remember a couple years back, we kind of had a similar situation with the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, where they had Sam Bradford, who had played ball up until he was injured. You had uh, Case Keenum, and you had Bridgewater, mm. and they decided none of the above and went and got Kirk Cousins. Right. Um, I don't think the Saints would do that just based on what we've seen from Teddy Bridgewater. He's an NFL starting caliber, and they what they went five and zero with him at the helm. So it's like you, he's proven that he's capable of winning with him as your quarterback. I don't see why you don't make that your number one priority to make sure that you have Teddy Bridgewater on your books. I would say this, um, Teddy, like you said, five and zero, produced really well kept us where we needed to be the whole regular season I would have no problem bringing Bridgewater back but just like watching this season watching the playoffs I personally as a fan would really like the Saints to go and get a young quarterback mm. and develop them mm. whether they sit behind Breeze for a year whether they franchise Bridgewater whatever it may be let that young quarterback grow and then and a lot of it is just me <laughs> and I know a lot of people don't talk about this but I'm a Saints fan um, the Kansas City Chiefs in what was it 2017 draft jumped mm. my Saints by one pick and stole Patrick Mahomes away from my Saints mm. and he was going to mm. be a Saint so I just really want my Saints to find a young quarterback mm. Interesting. the thing is those guys though that you're not going to find a Patrick Mahomes at just about anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So but, it's yeah. like, do you want to take the risk of hopefully landing a guy nah, like that? You or stick, you stick with you Bridgewater. stick with what you yeah. know is a quarterback that can win with your roster in Teddy but Bridgewater? This would be my question. How far do you think with Drew Brees not there, but like Taysom being the weapon that he is, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Kamara, do you think Teddy Bridgewater can lead that team to a championship? Yeah. If you build the right yeah, team around him, I do, yeah. and you kind of have the right. I mean, he was five and zero, and he mm -hmm. beat some pretty good teams. Mm -hmm. So I, I, he's one of those things because uh, I've been saying it all year. Game managers matter too. Yeah, and if just because you're not a Patrick Mahomes and you can't create things out of thin air, doesn't mean that you're not a capable starting NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. And as so long as you don't ask Teddy Bridgewater to do too much which I don't think is outside of the realm of possibility because he's just make the throws that the defense Yeah, and as an and, offensive genius that Sean Payton is, right? I mean, you should be able to make it work. Make it work. I, 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 I think that, and I've always been a big advocate of Teddy Bridgewater. I think he got a raw deal in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, he, he had a stint with the Jets too, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that definitely didn't even yeah. go right. Um, I just think he's been handed uh, the short end of the stick thus far but given an opportunity based on what I saw from him in college and in his rookie season with the Vikings he has franchise quarterback potential so I just mm -hmm. I, you know I personally I want to see what he does with that before I, I'd move in another direction I'll say this um back to what you said about you know Sean Payne being a mastermind I agree with that game manager simplifying things for them just mm -hmm. you know them doing what needs to be done especially if you have like a good to elite defense them you know holding the quarterback down but I'll say this about Sean Payton when we went 5-0 and he asked Br Bridgewater to do that it was simple we went 5-0 and but and this goes back to um and this is probably unpopular but like even a little bit in the Rams game last year, the playoff conference championship game, and the wild card this year, I feel like Sean Payton tends to get in the way of himself. Mm. 
Hmm. Yeah. When it comes down to close games or big games, sometimes he really wants to be fancy and he doesn't really like to run the ball. And I'll just like Latavius Murray should have ran the ball more. And basically what I'm saying is I think that if we keep Teddy Bridgewater, he's the future. Sean Payton likes to throw the ball. Yeah. He, it's West Coast style. He loves to air it out. And I don't know if he will let Teddy Bridgewater be the game manager that he needs to be for a 16-game season. Hmm. Yeah. I well, they have a lot on their hands. Here's the yeah. question. Here's the question. Was it a pass interference? I was just going to say. <laughs> all this refs honestly? talk, all that, you know. Honestly? Uh, yes. Did the refs cuss us the game? No. Mm. It's yeah, very reasonable take. Maybe the by the rule, but in a, it's the same thing like in basketball. In a big moment, do you call you the call foul? Yeah, you don't call yeah, it. I wouldn't have you called it. I wouldn't have called, called that. Because that's, that's something that you yeah. see, like, that. that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Absolutely. And last year, if you would have asked me that question about the Rams game, I right. would go Absolutely. on the big rant. But as a Saints fan, going through that, Minnesota, like you said, the talent as a as a whole is just great. But yeah. there's no reason the game should have even that, that's been that I, close. I thought that the Saints would come with a different sort of edge. Yeah, I thought they were going to come back. Yeah. After two years of, of, of that sort of thing happening to them, you'd think that the team would have some sort of mentality. And one of those years being to, Minnesota. Right. And like, we're, at we're, home. We're not going to let one play define the game. We're not yeah. going to allow a referee's decision to define the game. And I really but thought, they keep yeah. coming I really short. thought that that game would not be the game that we lost because 13 and three and you, the San Francisco game, that's basically like a conference championship game. So mm-hmm. I'm not counting mm-hmm. that. But you, you go home against Atlanta, you lay an egg there and that costs you to play in the wild card. The Saints didn't even been playing that weekend. So I thought we all down there played Minnesota at home the last two years coming into this year playing the week that they shouldn't have played I just expected better but yeah. mm-hmm. that I, I think everyone did yeah. alright All right. Uh, should we talk more about like the divisional games anything yeah. um, like the Mahomes 28 straight yeah, I mean that, 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 that was just crazy that was just crazy it was crazy but I mean it just shows you know the, the, the firepower is just yeah unmatched Oh yeah, I mean the the nine like the Niners game against Minnesota was nothing pretty. Yeah, like, it was kind of funny because after Jimmy G threw the pick in the second quarter, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan was basically like, "Don't throw the ball, yeah, <laughs> don't hey. throw the ball. We'll just run, you know, we'll just run Tevin Coleman. Simplify we'll just run the Raheem offense Mostert. for the quarterback. If the quarterback isn't a Mahomes or a Rodgers, you just make it simple for him, and and you can win like that. Yeah, it's that's that's it's not a bad thing to do that. Uh, I'm so mm-hmm. I don't think that's gotten in a lot of people's heads that you know you can simplify the game for the quarterback and still be a successful yeah. football Just team. Put weapons around him. He put speed around Garoppolo. Right. All yeah. positions and it works. Misdirections, all sorts of plays. Anyways, okay, so let's go on to the Luke Keekley news because this was a big deal. Uh, announcing his retirement, you know, at the age of 28, saying that he could not play or you know prepare at the high level that he needed to, which, which is what he said, but I think what he basically meant was, I can't keep putting my body on the line going forward. Yeah. Right, I think we can all agree that he retired because, you know, like uh, like Rob Gronkowski and, and Andrew Luck and and Patrick Willis and Doug Ball, and it's just yeah. he couldn't do the physically anymore. There's too many concerns. Yeah, and and that's a that's a fair decision. It's forward looking. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a mature decision on his part, and it's his choice. And I know. Believe me, I know just as about as well as anyone. I'm sure you do too, Julio. How mm. hard it is to yeah. to to let it go, yeah. especially when you're doing it at a high level. Yeah, and um, that's what I respect most about. And, him. But yeah, it, it, I, yeah that, he's it, a man. He he made his decision. Anyways, um, you get into this conversation whether it's bad or good for the NFL, um, and it's an interesting dichotomy, I'd say, just because. 
I wouldn't. I mean, I would say there's arguments for both sides. On the bad perspective, of course, it's bad PR. Like another person, just like they can't take it. I don't want you. You'll have mothers saying like, or fathers saying too, like I don't. I don't want my son mm-hmm. to play this game. Um, and it's, it's, it just more heads in the direction of uh, it, it gives you reminders. Oh, Junior Seau, mm-hmm. com- unfortunately committed suicide. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. You get you get Calvin Johnson. You get Chris Borland, who played one season in the NFL for Dipped. the 49ers. And said no. Yeah, and that no was more. like right when we were learning about all of the CTE exactly. concussion stuff. That's you, when he was. You get that was a Cam Chancellor, Andrew Luck. We don't know about AB, but AB is being you know yeah. Wh- yeah. whatever he is. But you know you 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 start get, getting these conversations about concussions and CTE, and it's it just becomes scarier and scarier, you know. Mm-hmm. But on the good side, then you get in terms of for those fortunate fortunate enough to get those big contracts and be smart with their money the NFL has provided a platform to for for players to you know escape the game yeah yes in good terms with wealth to walk away early and, or and, earlier than the norm and, and it's good that's that play players are being conscious of that yeah and they're not playing without those things in mind um, mm-hmm. and a guy like Carson Wentz yeah. you know, after that he that was a self-reported injury it's not like they took him aside because they saw the head injury he said I don't feel right mm-hmm. something's off you know give me a concussion examination it turned out that he had the concussion um these are the things that you know if we want to make the game safer mm-hmm. that uh you know players have to be conscious of on the field because at the end of the day the only person that can really really truly know if something's off w- within your brain is you and mm-hmm. unless something you know unless it's such an obvious play yeah uh there's no really way real way of telling um, and, and, and of course it doesn't apply to all players because i mean if you're not good enough to get a 60 million dollar contract let's say yeah then you might be more prompted or you know motivated to go play oh i need to play to get extra mm-hmm. money you know what i'm saying and that that that's kind of on that note you, you you named a lot of names. Luke Keekley, Gronkowski, Luck. Calvin. These these are these are even Calvin. Patrick Willis? Uh, Patrick Willis, idea. not so much for Cam the point Chancellor, that I'm about to make. But okay. these these are these are players who come from better off yeah. situations who don't necessarily know what it is to not know where the next meal is coming from to struggle to watch your parents struggle working multiple jobs to you know you grow up you know having to be in a room with you know family you know what i mean like these are players who can have the perspective of viewing things from a scope of long-term benefits whereas there are a large percentage of players in the nfl who don't come from situations like that. Your Tyron Matthews, your your Leonard Fournette's, whose motivations might not lie in the same area. Mm-hmm. Who could be thinking things of the nature of, I just have to, no matter what it costs, accumulate as much money as I possibly can to set my family up for the future yeah. so that I no one else had mm-hmm. to go through what my parents went Dang, through or what I go on onto the, onto the NFL as long as you can. Exactly. Yeah. And and even if they and uh, Chris Carter had a very 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 um brilliant soliloquy about this on First Things First when he still did that. Um in he said even with the risks and being aware of the risks he still would have done the exact same thing because of what football has provided for him and his family and how it set them up for the future. And even if 
it should come to something of a junior sale, as tragic as that was, yeah. he would be okay with it because of what it's allowed for him from an opportunity standpoint. So my point is, I, I just hope that the NFL continues to take steps to make the game safer and it doesn't become a thing of where, okay, if you're scared of CTE and concussions, just retire early. You have to continue well, to, okay. you know well, what I mean? I, I, I won't ask this question because how much do you think the NFL can actually do to limit the dangerous I mean, dangerousness of football? Because you, you, can't, you can't take the sport. You yeah, know, but can, there's always the technology sport. that that's developing and improving, yeah. and we've made breakthroughs in the mm-hmm. past couple of years that people couldn't have dreamed of in you know it's all realms of science. So I don't, I wouldn't put it past the the you know technology to develop a way to that can really truly mm-hmm. minimize it. We're not there yet, but what I'm saying is the NFL still has to continue to work at that and not just rest on its laurels saying, okay, players, if they're concerned about, mm-hmm. you know, head injuries can just retire. Early. Yep. No, still work on it and, and still, you know, make those strides mm-hmm. because not every single player has, you know, the, the, the opportunity or the, the fortune is in a fortunate enough position to make those decisions like a Luke Keekley yep. or an Andrew Luck. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, you have something to say? Yeah. I just wanted to go back to what Reagan was saying um, about some of those guys that, you know, have not grown up in conducive situations to just walk away from the game. Like Luke Keekley at age 28 or 29, however old he was. Um, I thought after the Seahawks Packers game, that speech that Marshawn Lynch gave was really impactful for those guys. Mm. And Luke Kuechly retiring a week later was really impactful for those guys. Like you said, the Tyron Matthews, the Leonard Fournette, who, you know, have made a good amount of money to, if, you know, they are going through those issues. I think that over the last couple of years, those players that have walked away, they are paving the way mm-hmm. in the future for other guys who, you know, are debating, do I really want to go out like this? Yeah. Or, you know, to keep putting their bodies through <clears throat> this. I think that that's a good thing. So. I, yeah. I, I, I will say, though, from an outside perspective, it, it's kind of easy to say, oh, you can leave early. Exactly. But exactly. when you're Luke Keekley, I think he had one year left on his deal, right? Yeah, he left mm-hmm. 10 million. Yeah, one year left. It's like, damn, I got to play this one year, and then I get, a, what, another 60 million? It's like you weigh that factor too, and it's like yeah, definitely. It, it's it's easy from an outside perspective to say, oh, you, you can just Absolutely. leave early, and not even not even just financially, right? Just from a, a, a lifestyle standpoint, these yeah. are dudes who have played football the majority of them, darn near their entire lives, right? I started when I was five years old. I feel like that's when most people start from age five to twelve, somewhere in there. Most <laughs> people are start. There's it's rare that somebody just started playing high school football and then make it to the NFL. Most of those dudes have been playing for a very, very long time and they have worked and grinded to get to themselves to the point that they're at. So much so that for a lot of people, it's the majority of or all of what they know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. It's a scary thought for somebody who, you know, has lived and breathed and bled football for so long to walk away and not have that uh-huh. At your disposal. And, and, That's scary. And also something we haven't touched on, something that I wrote in my notes here. When you leave early, are you leaving the NFL more than the NBA, more so than the NBA, is harder for the Hall of Fame status and your legacy behind. Yeah. So when you're leaving sure. early, does that become more in question? Too? I guess the whole point is maybe players, like, it's not even worth it. Yeah, yeah, of, to of get course. Accolades of course. I just want to have a functional and, brain. And, and, and that's and, what I was mm-hmm. relating to. I, I feel like 
for example, Andrew Luck, that came out of nowhere. Did. I, I feel like there's some athletes who only know whatever respect the sport they're playing, but here we're talking about football, that personally they're they're scared to walk away from the game because they don't know how they'll view themselves. So just mm-hmm. seeing those, you know, more privileged athletes that, you know, grew up like Andrew Luck, well educated, you know, good um good financial standing with his mm-hmm. family yep. growing up. I feel like it's good for those guys who did not grow up like that to see those guys walking away. Exactly. Like a Patrick Willis. That's why yeah. it, like it, we wouldn't really make it uh, conducive to the point that I was making. Yeah. But Patrick Willis was a guy who grew up and struggled, mm-hmm. but he still retired at age 30 because he, yep. and it for him it wasn't even the head injury, it was his big toe, but it's still like, you know, from a lifestyle standpoint, he, he said wouldn't I couldn't be, do it anymore. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that you is don't, okay. You don't want to be, you don't wanna be strangled it's like, that is by the okay. NFL. It's like yeah. Luke Keekly, Andrew Luck, okay, they grew up in a, in a great standing, they came in, made their money, mm-hmm. they're 28, 29, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and guys are saying yeah. that, and they're like, okay, man, I can get my money, you know, it'd be brutal for these six, 10 years, whatever it is, but I don't want to keep putting my body to just get my money yeah. get out of here. And that's something that the play, the Players Association, the PA, have to work into the collection, the next CBA. Yeah. Because, like, like, ins- like health insurance, like, the lifetime health mm-hmm. insurance, like, mm-hmm. that, those are things that you, you have to, they have to work into the CBA. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you don't want to be strang- uh, like strangled by the NFL and, yeah. like, your career tied to that and, your future finances um but from again from a pr standpoint like cte has never been more highlighted than ever ct and health but players have never been more empowered than ever so i mean it's it can go both Mm -hmm. ways and then also we brought up nfl and scientific developments remember it took so long for the nfl to just open their case of things and evidence that had all this you know evidence of you know brain ct because like they were trying to hide it yeah exactly that's my fear is that they're you know because we all know how the nfl operates whether it's the cte thing or the kaepernick thing nfl is a business a selfish business a greed-based business that's going to look out for its own Mm self-interest and it's not within its self-interest to for players to retire early i i suppose Mm -hmm. um Unless they're although trying, some would argue or they, it, it might be it could be from a PR standpoint yeah. that it looks better yeah but and to your point I just the NFL can't say you know it's great that these guys are retiring early mm-hmm. that's what we yeah. need yeah and then just do away with trying yeah. to make the game safer yeah. mm-hmm. because when you do that now you're not doing justice to the people who do feel like that they have to stay in the game and make mm-hmm. as much money mm-hmm. as they can mm-hmm. It's the the NFL at the end of the day has to to focus on making the product on the field safer, regardless of what's happening off of it. Yep, that's the important thing mm-hmm. is that the NFL continues to make those strides. Okay, anything else to add to this very <laughs> heavy topic? Yeah, really fascinating, interesting topic. So um, let's go on to um, coaching hires, and I think what I'll do is I'll just go over each hire, and you guys tell Ooh. me your reaction or a grade of the hire or how yeah, you uh, if you want if we you can, want we can make it like relatively quick uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it deeper come the off season but yeah. uh, it's probably important to okay. brush up on let's start with joe judge and the new york giants just because no one really <laughs> so, i know i just I, oh yeah. my god i gave him a b minus i i it's hard to give a grade because you, mm-hmm. you i mean you've never seen him in a head coaching position yeah i never heard of but him i mean yeah. bella I mean, my initial reaction might have been worse than a B-minus, but Belichick and Saban swear by him. Although coaches that come from Belichick's branch don't always flourish, mm-hmm. but, I mean, when you have those two coaches swearing by him, I mean, that, that that's something to be said. And um, 
He's a special teams coach, just like uh, Coach Harbaugh. Um, from the he Ravens. was a special teams coach this past year. Yeah, he was yeah. the wide receivers coach. Well, they did both. He did both. Yeah. He did both. But um, so how that worked out? You handle both sides of the team. I don't know how much that that uh, will translate. It, it sounds good in theory, but I mean, I don't know how much what his prior experiences were. Um, obviously, learning under Belichick, you might learn some things, I guess. But learn how to it's cheat. it's tough. It's tough. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to pinpoint that. That's the most ambiguous one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it a C plus just because I don't I don't really feel any type of way about it. Yeah. Um, just going back off of what Julio said. Good resume. Worked under Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. You know, coach both sides of the ball with special teams, but. Nobody really knew the guy before he got the yeah. job. And there are some coaches who, you know, were more qualified and, you know, the position that they coached, you know, produced well or the, whatever yeah. side of the body coach mm-hmm. produced better, Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy. But I just felt like Joe Judge was being picked on because he was that guy and nobody really knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Now, the Giants front office doesn't really have, you know, strong credibility, but. Matt Rule was supposed to be their guy. They didn't want to match, so this is who they thought their guy was. So mm-hmm. I give it a C plus. We'll see what he's about. Let him prove himself, and yeah. you know, yeah, we'll see about it later. Really glad you you, you brought up the the whole uh, more qualified candidates. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy, Robert Sala, Chris Richard, Leslie Frazier, Jim Caldwell, Marvin Lewis, David Shaw. Not one hired. Not one. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention mm-hmm. that like five head coaching positions, yeah. not one. Yeah, no, I know. And we've seen Doug Peterson <clears throat> come from Eric Bieniemy's position and go and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, what's wrong with Eric Bieniemy? So, yes, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick had a vote of confidence for Joe Judge. I and mean, um, this isn't an indictment on Joe Judge. This is me. Using from an him overall perspective, a, a, as yeah. the vehicle through which I'm making my argument, because he was the guy that no one really knew, but you know everybody just has a feeling you, about. You never this guy. see that with with with. You a, never see with that with a black coach. coach. You never yeah. see that with a person black of coach. color. Yeah, and, and and with almost every other industry, right? You have to prove yourself. You have to put in the time in and this the work. <laughs> but evidently, when it comes to head coaching in the NFL, in NFL you can put in. And all the time and the work and, and the success that you want, but it could just be a gut feeling. I, I just have a, I have a, I what, have a what, notion what, about this guy. What's the coach from the Cardinals? Uh, Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Because he looked he like Sean under <laughs> under five hundred as a college coach, and is like was the OC for the for the uh, USC Trojans for what yeah. a week? He and yeah, because he because he coached. Uh, uh, Patty Mahomes and, and, college, it, and right? it's just like it's like I don't <laughs> yeah it's, you, you don't the, see that with, the, with, the Rooney rule has completely <clears throat> and utterly failed and it's evident that no matter how, who you make them interview they're ultimately going to make the decision that they're most the, comfortable with uh-huh. and they're not comfortable with having a black guy in control of their Mr. organization Mr. Tepper from the owner of the new owner of the Panthers. Carolina Panthers I don't know if you guys heard these comments but he was like he just he feels right. He looks right. Yeah, like, like, yeah. He like, just looks he reminds like an NFL me, coach. He reminds yeah, me of myself. Me. It's like, a he vibe. reminds me of myself. It's a vibe. It's like, a vibe. I just see it. You <laughs> might not be doing it Conscious. Uh, it's consciously. Not, no, I'm not it calling, might be yeah. subconscious. These dudes. I'm not saying that these dudes are racist. Yeah. But there is clearly a subconscious bias because mm-hmm. there are what two or three NFL black NFL head coaches. 
I know Flores mm-hmm. and I know Tomlin. I think there might be another one. It's not coming to my mind right now. But that, you know, considering you, you can't tell me. I'll never believe that there aren't more head coaching candidates that are black and qualified for these positions. Yeah. That I mean, mm-hmm. that was the I'm, Joe Judge came first. So that's I'm bringing it up now. Yeah. But, you know, I Stefanski, Judge, McCarthy, that, Rule. And then that, that's were, that's who I feel like it's a good segue to Kevin Stefanski. Um, okay. Just because, yeah. again, from a PR standpoint, it looked kind of bad to hire him over right Salah right after that game when Salah just shut him out Salah like, like Salah's a good and he's like a fiery dude he can no, and he's fire se- no, under your team not only that yeah. he seems like a dude who's like no nonsense like he, he seems like a player's coach but also a dude who can take control of the locker room exactly get those players to play well for him but the and that, he would have been absolutely what, perfect for the Cowboys absolutely perfect I, I think that too and I also think uh, uh, for for someone like Cleveland like they need like a like that's a, another one yeah like, like like a, a no McCarthy, like a no nonsense. Really? That's but, what I was looking but for. Really. The Browns are not no nonsense. So yeah, yeah the Browns are like all I thought, nonsense. I actually so. thought Stefanski was like I don't feel I'm not, whatever, but I, I yeah. get it because you know you had a bunch of offensive pieces and exactly. He's like, oh, see, and no, and also like Stefanski is a relatively adaptable player, and it seemed like it's like there's no like cult of personality around him. And I think when you're the Browns and you just want to get you know the circus out of the. Out of the out of the team and out of that narrative, it's like let's just hire a, a dude, you know, but let's just hire a guy. I guess my thing, like, I'm not criticizing anything that he did on the field, offensive, offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they had like their first three thousand yard passer, Minnesota that is three thousand yard passer, thousand yard rusher and receiver with Diggs, Cooks, and Cousins. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're going into a different situation. Like you're going from Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, who are great receivers, but you don't really hear much from them from the media unless, you know, mm-hmm. the beginning of the season where they wasn't getting the and ball. Even mm-hmm. exactly Every yeah. week, no matter what it is, there's going to be a circus around Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. And if he's not that guy that can take control of the locker room, it doesn't really matter exactly. how good of an offensive coach he is. Yes. Yeah. That's why That's why someone like McCarthy or uh, Salah or Ron, my favorite, Ron Rivera, like yeah, that's we, the type we'll, of We'll get into that now. I felt like the Browns and the need. Cowboys are the two teams that should have been going for those guys. So we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. So, about, so let's talk about uh, Mike McCarthy then for the Cowboys, whether it made sense. Uh, it was just like bleh. Yeah, it was boring. I mean, the Cowboys are a splashy organization. I really wonder if Jerry Jones is unwilling to relinquish. He doesn't want to hire no, a dude won't. that's going to come no, and he, you know try to run things. He 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 won't relinquish that power. He wants like a guy who's going to just be his puppet. Right? Yeah, be uh, his yeah. puppet. And, yeah, and uh, Mike McCarthy's not a guy who's like necessarily fiery or takes all like here. Honestly, this might be me putting my my tinfoil hat on a little bit, but there's a decent chance that. Jerry Jones saw that Aaron Rodgers was the alpha in Green Bay. And he was ultimately, you know, he solidified himself as the guy who ran stuff in Green Bay, superseding Mike McCartney. Uh-huh. And they still won a Super Bowl. So I, I, it's, it's, a, it's reasonable to conclude that Jerry Jones wants a guy who, I can still be the alpha, but you're well, capable of coaching so winning a Super he, Bowl. He, here's that my, was where the, here, the yeah. Here, here's my thing: like the Cowboys and the Packers, they've had some <laughs> playoff matchup. They've I'm had sorry. They've they just had, the Giants just hired Jason Garrett as their as all, coordinator. Oh, see, he was he was he was interviewing today. <laughs> Jason Garrett stays in the division. You love he, to see it. He was he You'll was interviewing to today, but um uh oh, this is what I was getting to. So the Cowboys <laughs> and this and the Packers have had some playoff matchups in, in the last several years. Mm-hmm. 
And if you go back to their record, overall record against the Cowboys, it's like completely one-sided in favor of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Now you you see um, mm. when they won the Super Bowl, they won it where? In Jerry World. Mm. It, He's seen Mike McCarthy up close huh, winning yeah. all these games. Yeah. Oh, they said that on um, what's we call it? Uh, Shannon made that. Yeah. Same point. Yeah. So yeah, like, a, yeah. his resume is a bit ambiguous to me because, I mean, when you have a quarterback like when you coach a quarterback like Brett Rogers. Favre and Rodgers, it's like you, you do ride their coattails mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it to me, yes, he is a Super Bowl winning coach. He is. He did have. He does have the fourth best winning percentage out of like all these coaches. But I mean, could you have done more? True. Yeah, that's I always, mean that's, 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 that's why they let him go, right? Yeah, they say that he wasn't. He got know, lazy. Creative he wasn't creative, not yeah. innovative. And he it, got massages in coaches' meetings. To, to that <laughs> point, sometimes <laughs> like, it takes that that, that, that getting fired and that year off to it continue does. to the to. Um, develop your your coaching style and kind of catch up with the times like that that you, we've seen that across the board. To, in all to me, like the Cowboys should have gone in one or two directions: a defensive stud, a defensive like minded coach, like okay. a no nonsense guy, Robert and Ron Rivera or Robert Sala, mm-hmm. or just a creative offensive mind. Not saying it would have been a possibility, but Lincoln Riley. Like yeah, that. and I'm, that's what I was getting to. This hire, maybe it was just me, but it was like. Totally, like, shocked. I didn't see this coming at all. I definitely thought it would have been a big name of Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jerry's getting older, man. So I thought, you know, like He's you said, gonna Jerry. going to go bigger, go yeah, home. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Jerry wants that power. But I think, you know, I just watched the game. And the Cowboys are just really talented. Like, you know, they're one of the more talented teams in the league. And mm-hmm. I just watched, after every game, Jerry's interview. And it just seemed like he was really just fed up. So I expected him to really go out, make a big hire. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, Mike McCarthy's obviously a better coach than Jason Garrett. It's obviously an upgrade. But, I mean, like, is that the best you could have done? Yeah. Like, did, y'all, mm. did y'all see when... um? Jimmy Johnson got the the Hall of Fame nod. Yeah, yeah. And they interviewed Jerry about it. What's Jerry say? Oh, I didn't see that. He used that W word a little too much. We, we oh, accomplished yeah. this. We did that. <laughs> not Jimmy Johnson's moment. Not congratulations to the great coach I Jimmy know. Johnson. We did that. Yeah. Jerry Jones wants it to be about him. Mm. Dude, what what other owner slash GM do you see go out and give a press conference after every He's single game? He's the only game? owner True. that does that. He uh, wants it to be this. about him. Mm-hmm. We know. And, and so we know. when you when you get a guy like a Salah or a Lincoln Riley, it then no longer becomes about you. It becomes about that guy because that's what's bringing all the hype. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get a a meh, a blah, a blah, a blah, a <laughs> um, uh, 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 Mike McCarthy is like, yeah, he's all right. He's a B. It's still he's about Jerry. Like, it's still yeah. about Jerry because I, I in his mind when they. Which they, I don't think they will. But if they go and win a Super Bowl, in his mind, that's his moment. Mm. In his mind, that's his way to prove that I am capable. Because mind you, the teams that won the Super Bowl, those weren't Jerry's teams. Those weren't built by Jerry. Those weren't coached right. or constructed by Jerry. He had nothing Jimmy to do Johnson. with those teams other than being the owner. Yep. And once he stepped in, nothing but failures. That's when the eight and eight started. And, and, and that just poses the question that we're talking about every year with the Cowboys. How much does Jerry Jones really want to win? Does he care about winning? He wants power? to win within, like he he like and he wants to win, but he wants to world. be him. You can't, you can't, because if you're not a football guy, which he's not, you're gonna you're gonna fumble the bag. You're and gonna screw everybody's it up. not Jason Garrett. Everybody's not Tony Romo. Everybody's not your mm-hmm. son, and everybody's not gonna mm-hmm. do everything that you want them to do. Exactly. So. 
Anyways, uh, on these two on. next coaching yeah. hires, I want to pose the question to you guys. What do you guys think of, um, you know, like we've seen this with Matt Rule, John Gruden, Ron Rivera, just giving so many years on the contract. Mm-hmm. I what actually do you, do you, yeah. and, and that like coaching empowerment? making sure your players know like this is the leader this is you guys mm-hmm. are going to play either play by him or you guys are out mm-hmm. and letting coaches choose the gm rather than gm choose coaches yeah. i actually thought it was nice and it, it was interesting because david tepper basically said look i'm not going to hesitate to open my wallet like you're the guy i'm going to make you the guy i'll pay you like the guy like Coaching yours, right? Yeah. Give you the keys to the car, mm-hmm. and I thought actually I love the Matt Rule hire because I always thought that if you know Dabo Swinney wasn't right gonna be ingrained in Clemson basically forever, that he would have been a perfect NFL hire because he's a culture builder, and I think in the NFL, culture builders and and coaches that really know how to. Um, integrate like a locker room together and you know like that's where you get a team with longevity and success i mean doing research into matt rule that i mean it's and like he seems like that guy so it's like you get him and, before he and, becomes yeah and it's not just he you know he came out of nowhere like sean mcveigh you know he has no, no he, experience he but he genuinely turned around that that, that baylor baylor uh, temple and he has 22 years of experience as an nfl yeah. and college coach so that that just gives you like yeah okay and that that's what's Solid called hire. paying the, your dues and, and, and yeah that that's somebody who's been you know in the waiting room for a very long time and is finally, finally getting his opportunity mm-hmm. and you know to your point Eddie they they said this is your team this is and it, you ask what do I think about the the head coaches choosing choosing the GM I think that's how it should be done because too too often the GM ends up being the 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 owner's buddy and uh-huh. the, the GM gets stuck there and, and you stay in this kind of perpetual failure mm-hmm. as an organization um and too often you see GMs are kind of hell-bent on drafting the guys that they think they like yeah. instead of drafting guys that the coach needs to put together like they'll just draft whoever they want and say here make something of it and then they don't and then they fire the coach you want and a good re- you want a yeah, great exactly. relationship it has to be collaboration yeah. it has to be the coach decides this is what i need to be successful and the gm says okay i will go get you that and mm-hmm. i think a great example of this going to another sport is you know mitch kupchak um jim bus Hired Luke Walton, Magic Johnson gets there. You mm-hmm. know, the Lakers are not doing as good as they want. Magic wants his guy. Magic wants his guy. Mm-hmm. Can't get his guy. He mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. So I think, like Reagan said, that's definitely the right way. But I just want to, like, highlight, um, like you said about Tepper, man. Um, Tepper is, like, I think the ideal owner that any yeah, fan I really like how would want so. for their team. And I, I compare him and to Steve Ballmer. Like, mm, mm. even though Ballmer is, you know, over the top, he's... Sideline, court side, screaming, hollering, making a big, big show of everything. They want to put their team in the best position to win. They're the complete mm-hmm. opposite of Jerry Jones. They're mm-hmm. not there for the money. They're There's, there for they're the these multi-billionaires, success. and they're like, okay, this is my coach, this is my GM, and they go to the coaching GM. What do you need from me? How much does it cost? And they get it done. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think the most phenomenal yeah. thing for Carolina, besides getting Matt Rule, is stealing Joe Brady away from LSU. I think that was a big hire. Mm-hmm. I think that was huge. And they're just doing anything to put... They're going to try to get Joe Burrow. <laughs> I would not be surprised. 
like he's gonna do whatever it takes to win and yeah. I mean Snyder has been judged for a while with just how he's handled everything in Washington but right. I give both of those highs the Panthers with Matt Rue and the Redskins yeah. with Rivera I, give I mean both yeah Ron Rivera moving on to the that's yeah. an A plus that's what I they mean, needed plus. I mean they needed someone who can come as an A plus plus and I'm not saying Ron Rivera is an A plus 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 coach but mm-hmm. I mean A the Redskins weren't I mean, who you think Belichick would be interested in? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 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 going to coach for the Redskins, like, like come on. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great hire and letting him choose his GM. Yes, and setting the culture do. there. That's how you have to do that. that and then like him and Jack Del Rio too. Like, yeah, you know that's gonna be. And yeah. it's it's old school, but I think they kind of need a little old school right they now do. because we we've alluded to this in the podcast before. The Redskins just kind of seem like they had no direction, bereft of, mm-hmm. of stability. Yeah. And and they needed somebody to come in who had been there and done that and can establish, okay, we are at least going to be an NFL organization and we're going to do things like a professional football team. They the needed coat. that. Steer so, the ship in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ron Revere is the perfect guy to do that. More so than anyone else, mm-hmm. I think that was available. Because um, if you go and get a, a, a newbie, like a, a Lincoln yeah. Riley or even yeah. a Matt Rule, you don't know if they're, because you can't have a guy coming in trying to figure things out. I'm you moving. need somebody who can, yeah. who can and, and, set the ship. And sometimes those coaches who like, Oh, I'm a stronghold organization. Those coaches aren't really liked by a lot of the players, but not Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Carolina Plant- Panthers player. Yeah, when he when he when he got when he departed, they 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 all tweeted about him. And and that's what I was going to bring up. And like you said, you don't want to bring in, especially for a team like the Redskins, an unproven coach trying to figure out things on the fly. And like you said, he might not be an A plus coach, but I definitely think at the at the least he's a B plus, A minus. Yeah. And you know, Rivera got fired, and I felt like a lot of people, you know. Felt like he got fired kind of like a McCarthy issue because he wasn't creative or because Carolina, you know, wasn't not good the last couple of years. Right. But, I mean, Cam has been plagued with injuries. There's not that much talent on offense. He got fired just because of what we talked about. New owner came in, which is fine. Tepper, he wanted to bring in his guys. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to have a revamp. Right. And that's the only reason why Rivera was on the market in the first place. It's mm-hmm. just interesting. I wonder what that means for Dwayne Haskins. Because it, it, it a, a head coach who gets a quarterback that wasn't his quarterback, a lot of times that doesn't work out. It, you kind of need to get the head coach first or a head coach that's coming in like, I really want to work with this guy. Hmm. He, Dwayne Haskins wasn't his pick. Yeah, and you can't I mean, really same thing for Matt Rule. Yeah, are you, you keeping you can't Cam? Force, yeah, you can't. Cam isn't his dude, yeah. so you can't force a quarterback onto a head coach yeah. when you're trying to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be we could see some movement there. I, yeah. I, 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 mean, I think he gives Haskins a year. I, I think he does, especially he does? just with the quarterback class not being as stacked True. as it normally is with like solidified top tier talent. See, but what you do see this offseason is a, a potential for a lot of quarterback movements, movement. right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Philip Rivers. Potentially Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater. There are guys to be had. But unless um, unless it's a guy like Bridgewater, I don't think Rivera or even if Snyder's actually moving in this direction of building, you know, a solid franchise wants mm-hmm. to bring in, you know, maybe the last hurrah for Phillip Rivers yeah. or farewell tour for Drew Brees. So unless it's somebody like Bridgewater and they really identify them as their guy, I think they're just waiting. Now Carolina Alex Smith, is he coming back? Nah, that's well, really well, that it's ambiguous. They don't know. He wants to, but yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's really yeah, yeah. yeah. Issue. But I think Carolina, that's a that's a different issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to what everyone is most excited for. The, it's the conference championship it's games this this sure. Sunday. Um, let's let's start Titans with the Niners, Chiefs, just like I predicted it. <laughs> well, just to get it out of the way, if, if, if you're not fans of any of these teams, you 
we need the Chiefs and Niners. Like, yeah. Did you know? I didn't even. This didn't occur to me until I watched a, a YouTube video today. The very first Super Bowl, Packers versus uh, oh, uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Packers versus Chiefs. And now <laughs> potentially on the hundredth year. On the hundredth year of the. That'd NFL, be crazy. We could see Packers. Chiefs. Uh-huh. I think that's what we need. Nah. That's like, what no. That's I think. No, I think no, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers the versus ideal Pat match. No, I think, but, fan, I think fans want but, to see Packers. But and that's Chiefs. a one-on-one. Like that. That's not. That doesn't make for the best game, though. I think at all. What makes for the best game is the Chiefs Niners. And maybe it's just me. Maybe this is a hot take. I just feel like Green Bay is like really, and maybe this is the same thing in me. I just feel like they're really lucky that they got the two seat. Yeah. Because I, think I really so. don't they think. Are. I don't think Green Bay's that good. They're I don't. Not, they're not as good as the record. Kansas City they're not as would good as the record. Them. And maybe that's just me, but I don't. They're, I don't think they no, want no, that. No, no. They're irre- Refutably not as good as a record. The thing is with, and I'm assuming we're just talking about the the Packers 49ers game now. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna bet against Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, and he hasn't he hasn't been mm. the same dude that he has been in the past this year. But he's one of those dudes <clears throat> like a Deshaun Watson, like a Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. Like I, a uh, you know, I am not gonna be the I, one to put my chips I against see, Aaron Rodgers. Just but to be football fair. is not basketball, bro. Like, That's true, but but sometimes Aaron Rodgers literally makes it like that. Like you know, even the way Patrick Mahomes does it, where it's like God. But this Lee, is different. Like, this all, all, all like the guys you just brought up, phenomenal big games they show up, but the other two guys you brought up, they're home. And Rogers is headed home. That's, I mean, that's true, but I He's won't be the guy. To I, bet. I, like, just, I I'm not. I can't bet against that defensive line. I can't. They're going to give Rogers hell. Since yeah. week 10, Devontae Adams has gone 90 pl- 91 targets. The second place, dude, 30. 30 something. Hmm. Fine. They're going to take away Devontae Adams. Yes, and they have nobody else. And what what and are they going to do? Run the ball with Aaron Jones? Aaron Rodgers was so uncomfortable with their D-line. It's it's not even, like, fair. It's not fair. What are they going to do? Run the ball with Jones? Like, yeah. that's not happening. Of all the NFC contenders, the Packers are the best matchup for the Niners because you get a quarterback who likes to stay, like, like best matchup as in, like, best for the Niners. Because oh you, yeah yeah because you get Rodgers yeah. who you know wants to stay in the or not like wants to stay in the pocket but you know Russell Wilson is you know rangy he, and they like right? you said like, they have one weapon like when they spread it out like they it, have one it, receiver I will say this since they had the previous matchup in the regular season where the Niners blew out the Packers um, you know they might go uncomfortable feeling themselves too much mm-hmm. and the night and the Packers might come out with a punch. That's the only this is gonna like, be a shot. In the first quarter it can be it can be it can be interesting. This is gonna be can a I, shot, can, can I can I can I say this as well? Okay. Is that you know to to the 49ers credit, I said some things about them earlier this season <laughs> that as it turns out were flat out wrong. And I will eat those words. I, I said they they were well, contenders, not contenders. Well, he's talking about the team. From my perspective, I'm I'm just talking about Jimmy G, and, and he I, still throws. I, like, I was I still thought he was in. I have it here. I do think that if they do lose, it will be because of Jimmy G. It won't be because of the defense. Um, but at, to this point, they have you know made me eat my words, and I will eat those words. But with that said, I won't bet against Sarah Rogers. I won't be the one to do it. He, there's just certain guys in sports that you. Just don't. So will you bet the one guy over the 20, 21 other people on the field? Yup. You sure? About that? You sure? You sure? I sure will. You sure about that? I sure will. Because, because look, this is this because is here's not... the thing: the, the Packers have gotten to this point without Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. But they didn't play anybody. 
Like they, did, they, they were they were in too many one score games. I don't know. And, and they I'm, won and all of them. They were in nine one score games and they went nine and, and they zero. They didn't play a fully healthy Seattle. Like if they played in the wild card weekend, they're probably going home. And the thing with the the 49ers, kind of similar to the Tex, or the Titans and, and the Ravens, they're not built to come back. They're not built to you know well, make big it, plays to. It's it's debatable because like the Niners in those last few weeks in the regular season when they needed to win those games to get the number one seed, they put on an offensive show. Wait, you think the it. Niners are not built to come back? I don't think so. The well, only I reason I would well maybe not in may, the hands not, of Jimmy not, Garoppolo. I think so. that, that's the only reason. That, 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 yeah. if, and but like they I, don't need. Jimmy I, but their coach is just so superior. Exactly. We talked about saying this all year long. At some point, and. I'm still saying I was wrong about the 49ers, but at some point, it comes down to can your quarterback be better than the other quarterback? Because there's at always going to be some point in your season. Yeah. At some point in your season, and I think this week is the week. And I won't be the one to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to outplay this Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a hot take. I am. Really? Yeah. In that, Green Bay wow. defense, you know, their front seven is... It's good. And the only reason I'm saying that, we know that the, the talent level between those two quarterbacks are obviously, like, far away. Mm-hmm. But, man, the 49ers just have so much speed in both. I just think Rodgers is just really going to have a hard time. And if they take Adams away, what Sherman will do. Well, they might line up Adams on the other side, right? Because Sherman only covers one, like, shadows one side of the field. But but even then, you know. I can't imagine they wouldn't switch that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, you I, got to. Why wouldn't Yeah, you? it's the biggest game. Of, yeah, I, I can't see Sherman. I take We've never challenge. seen Sherman shadow another side of the field. Though. But that when but he was in Seattle, that, that was like, like a, you had Maybe, we'll see. I mean, and, he, he's come he, out in press conference and said, like, our defense works because I shadow one side. Whoever's on the other side gets the other, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just with his whole rant that he went on about proving himself, I think he'll take that challenge for a week. Hmm. I think he will. We'll see. But last thing, um, I, I I don't know. I, maybe I mentioned this to Reagan, but my dad was a 49ers fan. So as a part of me, that's a 49ers fan. So since, you know, the Saints, you know, want to be the Saints every year. <laughs> rooting for the 49ers. Who's taking the Titans? I can't. I, I I'm can't. Not, yeah. I'm I, not. Here's the thing, though. I can't, but I couldn't against the, the Ravens. Ravens. And I couldn't, or I did against the Patriots, but I, you know, me yeah. and the Patriots. But I just, like, the, the Titans... I just don't see a way they can stop that offense. The, 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 yeah, I mean they can keep them off the field. They can keep them off the field, but when they're on the field, yeah. I don't see a way that they don't go out and score touchdowns. Especially if they play the way they did last week. Like it would take the only way I, I see that the Titans winning this game is if Patrick Mahomes turns the ball over a few and they, times and they and they capitalize on those turnovers and they get points out of it. But Patrick Mahomes is not the guy. Like I, I'm look, I'm going into this weekend. And I'm betting on the quarterbacks. Like at this point, that's my philosophy. At this point in the season, this is when I start betting on the quarterbacks. See, this game is going to be really interesting because Tennessee likes to grind it out, slow pace. But man, they're going to have to get out on the lead like they did against Baltimore. Exactly. And getting out on the lead against Baltimore is different than getting out on the lead against the Chiefs. (laughs) Evidently, because you get out a 24 point, (laughs) 0 lead, it won't mean nothing. (laughs) You're telling Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, okay, we're up by 24. We'll have them much they were by come back and score that you I know mean, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is very killed to do the, that match the, 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 <laughs> the, the, their best chance to win the game is to make it obviously make it a low scoring game make it ugly because um, then in low scoring games any 
any field goal, any any Everything little matters. score matters. Matters. So um, and making it ugly and their offensive line is obviously playing really well. They're not getting enough credit, um, but. Yeah, it's it's just it'll it'll be interesting. The, but. the game's gonna come down to, in my eyes, Adore Jackson, Logan Ryan, Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard. Yeah. That's the Titans secondary. I, I and agree. If they can somehow, I don't know how. Your guess is as good as mine. How they do it, but if they can contain Tyree Kill, Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, if they can contain that, they have a shot. But as far as I think it's going to be a blowout. This has been a great Cinderella story. Yeah, I'm impressed with the Titans. Yeah. They showed me a lot more it's than I thought they end, had. But it's going to come to an so ugly this end. This is an off-season question that we'll, I'm sure we'll get into later. But just want to present it now. If the Titans pulled this off, right, mm-hmm. and they get to the Super Bowl, you know the whole controversy paying running backs. Derrick Henry has gotten here. Come March free agency, are you paying Derrick Henry? Kind of have to. Kind of have to. You, you I thought you were going like, to say Ryan Tannehill. I was like, oh, yeah, Ryan. I think, I think they first. Yeah, well, can, no, he, I think they lock him up. He's replaceable. I think they lock him up, though. On the subject of Ryan Tannehill, I have to eat my words again because I criticized Vrabel when he benched Mariota in favor of Tannehill. Mm-hmm. But since then, Tannehill has been everything that they needed him to be and more, yeah. which is like just somebody that won't throw the game away, basically. Yeah. Like, it was you, just a bad did, spot. Yeah. Did you guys see when they put Mariota in there? I was like, yeah. yeah. And then oh, they, 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 kinda, bring, they bring him in there like every now and then yeah. to like yeah. do some... Like, huh? But it, it's... Uh, I I don't see a way that the Titans yeah, win no, this game. Like, I don't but to their credit, I didn't see a way that they right. won the last game. So, you know, football is a funny game and once those once that, that, that ball's kicked off... The, all the chips are down and some crazy stuff can happen. And mm-hmm. just one last thing. I'm coming into the playoffs. You know, Baltimore was coming in on a high horse. Everybody had him going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City's always been my pick. And before the game that they played last week, I think since week 11, Kansas City's defense has, like, held every other team to, like, the lowest amount of points. Really? Yeah, since, like, week 10 or 11, oh. whatever it mm. is. So I was going into the playoffs, betting on, of course, Mahomes, the offense scoring, but their defense producing well, especially with everything that Tyron Matthews has done this year. Mm-hmm. Before, and, you know, this week. And so. to your, fi- finally, to your point about, see, I, I think like you too, and that's why I I, I kind of, I have, I have sympathy. Just because <laughs> at the beginning of the playoffs, you can say, oh, you can make a bracket. Who's going to win, Drew Brees or uh, uh, Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Who's going to win, Drew Brees? Right. Who's going to win, Tom Brady or, or Ryan Tannehill? Tom Brady? Ryan Tom Tannehill. Who's going to win, Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill? Evidently, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. So that's why you can't you just, just look can't. at quarterbacks. I can't just look at quarterbacks, but right now I am. I like at this point in the season. I I, I, look at the last quarterbacks to win Super Bowls. How many times do we see a subpar average quarterback Nick go Foles. out with Nick Foles. Foles? Nick Foles. But the way he was playing when they won was That's not true. Right. The way Tannehill same, same, same. Yeah, eighty yards. Tannehill has thrown eighty yards. Exactly. Tannehill is back playing like he's he's being a he's being like the ultimate game manager. Like literally, just <laughs> don't mess up. Needs to do, exactly. But. And like even with Joe Flacco, not a great quarterback, but played exceptional when they won the Super Bowl. The, the last quarterback I could think that was average and won a Super Bowl was Peyton Manning. Yeah, it, it's low average. Yeah, that that was a, that was a <laughs> bad season for him. But like it's just, I at mean, this point in the so- season, I, I I'm betting on the quarterbacks at all times. In, yeah, when, when it comes to the conference championships so and the Super Bowl, it's, it's so you just, you have the Chiefs no matter what. I have the. 
Chiefs when it Super Bowl. And, and I have, I mean. When I have the Chiefs, uh, I do have the Chiefs versus the Packers in Super Bowl. All right. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. I don't know, no, man. You got to get that to Patty. You, know, you know exactly what that I, I, is. I have seen, I have seen Aaron Rodgers do some very, very special team things in my lifetime. And again, he hasn't done it this season, but we know he has it in him. Patrick Mahomes is like a souped up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was gonna say. Like, there is a there is a world where. Aaron Rodgers outplays Patrick Mahomes on one Sunday. Like we, th- th- there's a yeah, word that exists like that. But their teams aren't equal. I mean, like first, let's not jump the gun. I feel like you got to give credit to the eleven people on the Niners. Of course defense. you do, but like, like I'm betting matter. on the quarterback. Of course they matter, but there's a reason why the best defense doesn't win every. And my like, argument, the best offenses either, best quarterback. You know what I mean? I mean, when if you had to best bet on the best defense versus the best quarterback to win every year, I've, I'm betting on the the, the best quarterback every time. Because those are the okay. dudes that tend to win. The best. I mean, how often have we seen the best defenses win without a a, a, a franchise quarterback? I mean, Which I seen, still don't. We've deem. seen better game plans win though. Yeah, have we? I I, I still think as I mean, as I, much I, of a I team sport as football game. is, it comes down to the talent. No, and I get that because my argument for you against you basically mm-hmm. with the 49ers Packers game is like he said the D line and stuff like that, but. When it gets to this Titan Chiefs game, I just can't bet against Mahomes. But like you said earlier, I feel like Mahomes is in the tear of his own. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's Mahomes' time. Okay, I bet on quarterbacks. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the results are come Saturday, uh, Sunday, and you know we'll be back next week to hash all that out. But this uh, that'll do it for this episode of Triple Coverage. Thanks for listening all the way, and of course check out our Hoop Podcast called Hoop and Holler. Reagan and Cam have their own NFL draft podcast called On the on Clock. The clock. Um, go on Medium and check out all of our written work. Called, uh, it's on our blog called Square One Media uh, for Eddie Sun, Reagan Griffin, Julio Martinez, and Cameron Lewis. We'll see you next time. Don't throw in the triple coverage like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to. Okay. <laughs>